0: on a Thursday on which it looks like we're about to sign a defensive midfielder. Uh, Wataru Endo of Stuttgart is set to join Liverpool hopefully today. He's having a medical today for a fee in the region of £15 million. Now, so there is some variance going around, but David Ornstein said it's it's a little bit less than €19 million, Euro, which is about £15.4 million. So... Hopefully, hopefully this deal gets done. Uh, Of course, the usual balanced replies from the Twitterati yesterday upon hearing of this deal, Uh, it began with, he's an unknown player. Why are we signing an unknown player? Uh, That basically meant those people hadn't seen him play. When pointed out that he is a 50-cap Japanese international, captain of the national team, captain of Stuttgart, one of the biggest clubs in one of the top five leagues in Europe, uh, that quickly turned to, yeah, but he's 30 years of age, so he can't be any good. That's an odd approach to take. He's played 15,000 career minutes less than Fabinho, which is, you know, three, four seasons worth? It's about four seasons worth of games. And So his age is kind of irrelevant, really. Um, Here's what I'll say about him. Now, the people who've seen him, including myself, are absolutely fine with this signing and see the logic in it. He's an experienced, reliable, dependable number six who will be a strong backup because we will sign a starter. Those that haven't seen him play are the ones claiming he's not good enough and making stupid videos on Twitter. Um, In the last three seasons, he has played 110 games. He has missed three games, one for rest, one for concussion, and one for COVID. In the last five seasons the concussion and COVID game are also the only games he's missed. So five seasons, two games missed through anything other than rest or simply not being selected. So that stands in his favor. Now, he did have some injury problems earlier in his career. He had some hamstring issues. He had some ankle issues. But he has been really reliable the last five years. Those that watch him play regularly adore him. His tenacity, his ball winning, his engine, his leadership, his fearlessness, these are the things that get talked about. When you watch him play, he's a really good ball winner. That's the first thing to point out, which is something we desperately need. We really needed a ball winner. He's a good dribbler out of tight spaces. He's a good passer, but he can be a little bit lax at times. Not he takes the right decision, and then he'll underhit the pass or overhit the pass, but these are things that we don't need to worry about. A midfield three of Dominic Endo and, and McAllister is better than any three we could have put together without him because he's a defensive midfielder, and we didn't have one of them. And shoehorning Alexis or Thiago into that role is utter stupidity. So he improves the squad. Of course, there's the crying of, why did we sell Fabinho at 29 to replace him with a guy who's 30? Well, let's have a look at that, shall we? We didn't sell Fabinho to replace him with this guy. This guy is not the Fabinho replacement. Endo is coming to the club to replace James Milner more than anything else. He's coming to the club to be a grown-up, to be a leader, to be a reliable squad player. Now, if you watch him in the Bundesliga, he's rarely better than seven out of ten. But he's rarely, rarely, very, very rarely, maybe never worse than 6 out of 10. Now, you adapt that to the Premier League and maybe he's rarely better than a 6 out of 10, but rarely worse than a 5 out of 10. That's better than what we've been getting from Henderson for the last three years. Fabinho will be replaced with a starter. This is a squad player. And yes, his age is a little bit of a concern, without question, his age is a little bit of a concern. But if he's only going to play 15 starts and 10 sub appearances, then we can manage him accordingly. Now, one thing that is a bit of a concern is he will go to the Asian Cup in January. And obviously, the other player we're looking to sign is Czech de He'll go to AFCON around the same time. So it may well be that for about a month, we're back to Besetic and McAllister, which is not ideal. But we might also have Andre coming across in January, and maybe he just fits in in that role. You look at Endo's numbers on FB Ref and how they compare to other midfielders around Europe. And bearing in mind, this is a guy who's also played more minutes as a centre-back than a midfielder, can also play right-back. So it gives you... Real versatility. Forgetting the goals and assist numbers, which to to his credit are are pretty good. He's in the 70th percentile for goals, assists, goals and assists, non-penalty goals. He has scored seven goals since the start of last season, all from open play. James Milner scored seven goals for Liverpool from open play in his entire Liverpool career. So just keep that in mind. To get seven goals from Jordan Henderson, you'd have to go back to the title-winning season. So he should add a little bit of a goal thread. He's got 13 goals in his last... Well, th- 14 goals in his last three seasons in one game. And again, James Miller got seven goals from open play in his time at Liverpool, which is eight years. Uh, Jordan Henderson, to get to 14 goals, you would have to go back... An awfully long way. An awfully long way. So if we look again at his at his numbers on FB Ref, what stands out first and foremost is his aerial win rate. His aerial win rate is phenomenally impressive. Uh to get fourteen goals from Henderson actually just while I'm sorry, I, I skipped over that. Um None last season, three the year before, one, four, so there's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. To get 14 goals from Jordan Henderson, you're going back to the 14-15 season. So before Milner even arrived at the club. Um, so yeah, there's that. Anyway, on to Endo. Um. His, his passing numbers won't blow you away, but we're not buying him to pass. We're buying him to win the ball back and give it to the lads that can actually do stuff with it. If we look at his defensive numbers, 2.1 tackles per game. It's decent. It's not It's not explosive, but it's decent. Uh, he's in the 94th percentile for clearances. He's in the 79th percentile for dribblers tackled, the 80th percentile for dribblers challenged, He's in the 80th percentile for passes blocked. He wins 2.33 aerials per game, which is the 95th percentile. That's 57.7% of his aerial duels, which is in the 79th percentile. Now, Fabinho was about 58.1, so not a huge drop-off there. Statistically, he's very similar to what we've seen from Fab. Over the years. He just is. Um, There's talk that the signing is the work of Jörg Schmatke. I have doubts that that's true, because the last guy who signed uh, Endo was Sven Mislintat, who is, of course, formerly of Arsenal, but more notably formerly of Borussia Dortmund, where he was there before Klopp got there, the entirety of Klopp's time at the club, and then for a few years after Klopp, is very good friends with Jurgen Klopp and I would bet that the phone call came from him to Jurgen. Now Schmatke might have been tasked with going and getting the deal done but I would bet that's where it came from because he came out of the blue. I would be of the opinion that it came down to either Anton Stack or him as the backup number six. Now the other reason this kind of makes sense is we're, we're everybody knows we're in for Andre at this point. That's not a secret. He's not available until January unless we decide to pay um, a significant buyout clause in his contract. I don't think we want to pay the buyout because it's above his value. It's about 36 million. I think we've bid like 24 for him. So we don't want to pay 50% on top. We're not stupid like Chelsea. Um So I'm guessing we will, maybe in September, trigger a deal for Andre, get him to come over in January. And that's basically why we're signing uh, with Taro Endo. Now, Now, he, he will have value in the squad, but he'll also have value on the transfer market. We'd be able to sell him in a year if we wanted to. Now, we might not get our money back, but at this point, it doesn't matter because Klopp and Schmack and and Linders have made such an enormous mess of this window and wasted so much time chasing fanciful dreams that, frankly, I'm just happy to have a defensive midfielder in the door. Someone that can tackle, win the ball, isn't afraid, won't shit themselves in a tackle, will turn up and perform and can run. I mean, they can actually run as opposed to the drafts we saw last season with a midfield full of lads that couldn't run. Um, so is it perfect? No. Would I have wanted him originally? No, not at all. But the lad hasn't kicked the ball for the club yet. Let's give him an opportunity. If he plays against Bournemouth, I guarantee you people will go, Oh, that was pretty impressive. I guarantee you people will come off the pitch. When he comes off pitch, people will think that was pretty impressive because he'll do all the things that Liverpool fans like Liverpool fans lauded Lucas Leiva, who was garbage because he ran and he tackled a lot. Well, this guy actually wins his tackles as opposed to Lucas. This guy's actually a leader and shows up in big moments, unlike Lucas, who used to run and hide. Um, I'm I'm not thrilled with the signing, but I can see the logic in the signing. I can see why we're doing this, and the Asian Cup is a little bit annoying. Of course, it should have been held this summer, but got delayed because of whatever going on in China with the, their COVID policy. Um, even though it was actually delayed a year ago, so it's not like this is a surprise. Um, it's been held in Qatar. Japan will be part of it, and Japan will be expected to go quite far. Um, but look, it is what it is. We get him in, he plays Europa League, he plays Cups. He might play Bournemouth while we're waiting for, you know, the bigger piece to fall into place. As long as the other two pieces in play, De Kure, or maybe it's Bubakar Kamara, but I have a feeling it's the And Andre, as long as they fall into place, this signing makes sense. Um, It doesn't look like we're going to sign a left-sided centre-back unless it's somebody young. I would love us to make a a try for Alan Maturo, the young Uruguayan at Genoa. He is everything we could want in that role to develop into a a long-time starter. I do think we're missing a trick and they they probably wouldn't sell to us. Though they have sold players to us in the not all that distant past. I'd love us to try and get Lewis Hall. Chelsea are selling him because they're idiots. He's going to go to Newcastle as things stand. 28 million plus add-ons. I'd love us to go in over the top on that. Toon are struggling with FFP. They've been open about that. We have the money. We could make that deal happen. You get Lewis Hall, you get a left-footed Trent. You get Trent and Lewis Hall as your fullbacks. Stick to a back four and stop trying to copy what Pep Guardiola and the rest are doing. You go Trent, Ebu, Virgil and Hall, that's a hell of a back four with only Virgil being 25 or over. So it's a long, long long-term back four with Dominic, DeCourie, and Alexis in front, that's, again, none of them are over 25. None of them are even 25. Virgil will be the only player in that group, 25, defence and midfield. We then have the attack that we have, which is brilliant. We have the best goalkeeper in the world. We could get DeCourie and Lewis Hall and then sort Andre for January, whenever that needs to be done, September, October, it could be done. That would be a better outcome than pretty much any centre-back we could sign right now. And just play an actual back for Lewis Hall as a replacement for Robbo. You could split minutes between them over the season because Hall is 18. You don't want to put him in too much. But if you could sell Costas for 15 and Nat Phillips for six, you're only looking at a 14, 15 million pound outlay to get the player in. And... He is an absolute diamond. I don't understand why they're selling him. Anyway, that's all I've really got for today because I wanted to keep this short. I'm going to talk to Matchit now on Scouted and we'll talk a bit more about Endo. Um, there's a couple of pieces up on Anfieldindex.com about about the player. Oh, one, uh, two big things regarding the stadium. Uh, Anfield has been granted a safe, sta- sta- safe standing license, so that's really exciting. And secondly, the builders building the Anfield Road uh, have gone into administration. So that's going to cause some complications um, if you paid attention to what happened at Craven Cottage. There's actually a good article on it on This Is Anfield who've been doing great work covering the the stadium expansion. So check that out. Um, There's also a piece about De Cure and Pellini and other midfielders Podcast wise, there is two new ones. Uh, Nina Kauser and Dave Davis did a pro plus. Nina making a bit of a podcast return there. So check that one out. And Mo Chatra did a money talks with Stefan Borsen on as his guest. Uh, Stefan used to work for Man City as a, a financial advisor. So a guy who knows his onions. Um, they talked quite a lot about Chelsea and how they are going about their business so do give that a listen and uh, i'll see you all tomorrow take care of yourselves bye bye
1: we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community